This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is These Walls Are Thin. This is the Black History Short Edition, and I told you that I wanted to talk about some mysterious situations surrounding civil rights leaders and um, their families and situations like this. And I told y'all, I promised y'all, Betty Shabazz. But some reason yesterday, I didn't. I had a reason to do this, but yesterday I had fallen back on a lot of things that was supposed to be going on. Um, I was busy mentally preparing myself to go to a Super Bowl event and that did not happen. So it is what it is. <laughs> but today. We're going to be talking about the lovely Betty Shabazz. Now, before we get into this, um, no, we don't have to have a word from our sponsors, but before we get into this, I kind of want to give y'all a short as to who Betty Shabazz is because some of you guys are protected from Betty Shabazz because y'all don't care for her husband or y'all feel like her husband is says inflammatory things. I am one where I would say I don't see anything wrong with Malcolm X because he was fighting a fight for his people. Um, he was also uncovering the truth about the nation of Islam. Um, and we're not going to go into that. I'm not going to go deep into that because his passing and his death is, is, is mysterious. It's just as mysterious as hers because we did talk about the fact that his daughter, Malika Shabazz, passed away um, late last year. And y'all do know that they said the nation of islam is behind the, the, the death of malcolm x because he exposed elijah muhammad for being a polygamist and not really true living the lifestyle of a true muslim that's what he was doing before he passed away we ain't gonna go too deep into that but some of you guys um feel there's a polarity in how you feel about malcolm x um i personally love malcolm x but today we're going to be talking about his wife, Betty Shabazz. We're going to talk a little bit about her mysterious death. So this article comes from the Baltimore Sun. And it was written in 1997, which is when she passed away. She passed away in 1997. Um, it says, grandson, 12 years old, admits killing Shabazz, but he says her death was not intended. Okay. We're also going to do a podcast about Malcolm Shabazz because there's some weird stuff going on with him too. I mean, you know, it's just, it's crazy. Okay. So it says, concluding the latest chapter in a torturous saga of family suffering, Malcolm Shabazz, the 12 year old grandson of Malcolm X, pleaded guilty yesterday to the juvenile equivalent of second degree manslaughter for starting a fire that killed his grandmother, Betty Shabazz. Malcolm's lawyer, Percy Sutton and David N. Dinkins, the former New York City mayor, said at the hearing in the family court that in consultation with the boy and his mother, Quabilla Shabazz, they had decided to accept a plea deal, a plea bargain, to avoid an intimate description of Malcolm's troubled childhood in the open court. We were trying to protect this child, Sutton said. The lawyers also indicated that they wanted to prevent public court sessions in which they would have challenged other charges against the boy. Those charges have not been paid public, have not been made public, sorry. In pleading guilty, Malcolm admitted causing a fire but not having intended to cause his grandmother's death. Because of his age, he was not charged as an adult and family court judge Howard Spitz was, 
will have more discretion in determining what will happen to the boy. A sentencing or deposition hearing, as is known in family court, is scheduled for next Tuesday. Malcolm faces a maximum sentence of up to 18 months in juvenile detention facility or psychiatric hospital renewing, renewable annually until he is 18 years old. So understand that, okay, just to give you a little insight, Betty Shabazz, she died in a fire that was set by Malcolm Shabazz. And he was arrested and he's saying that basically he had no ill intention. It just so happened that it happened and he don't know why it happened. But he was placed in a facility. He was at a juvenile detention facility or or he was supposed to be put in a psychiatric facility until he was 18 years old. Meaning that he would be considered a troubled child, which is so ironic that you would all of a sudden, this basically Malcolm Shabazz had no chance at redemption. And you're going to find out because I'm going to talk about Malcolm Shabazz next week. He had he had no redemption. As soon as you get in trouble, especially in America, and you are a black young man and you're in the school system and you get into trouble, you have no redemption. He came into this world already the grandson of Malcolm X. And then all of a sudden at 12 years old, you set fire. It caused the death of your grandmother. And you face up to a sentence up to 18 months in juvenile detention facility or a psychiatric hospital, renewable annually until he's 18 years old. Is this a coincidence or not? Let's continue. Shabazz, a civil rights advocate and educator who was revered by thousands of people as she carried the mantle of her slain husband, was critically burned in a fire at her apartment on June the 1st. A few hours after the fire was reported, police found Malcolm wandering days in the street of nearby Mount Vernon, his clothing reeked of gasoline. Shabazz died three weeks later. In a court yesterday, Sutton described this latest wound in a family familiar with tragedy as one of the most painful days of my life. I saw Malcolm X slaughtered, Sutton said. Turning to Malcolm's mother, Quabilla, he added, I saw her mother in trauma. With his eyes fixed on Quabilla, Shabazz, Shabazz Sutton said this woman was present, present at the slaughter. The mother never regained a sense of what it is to be in the society. She became a nomad and this was another tragedy. When asked at a news conference why Malcolm had set the fire, Sutton said he could not get inside the kid's head. Asked if the kid have ever apologized, Sutton said that whenever he sees him, Malcolm says, I love you, Mama Betty, and Mama Betty love me. Let's go a little bit conspiracy theory a little bit. Let's, let's, let's be a devil's advocate, okay? Let, let's be a, a devil's advocate for a second. <laughs> Please. Okay. Malcolm, the police found Malcolm wandering days in the street of a nearby Mount Vernon. Sorry. I, I put the end on, on the Mount Vernon part. Um, hmm. 
into a part two of this because I wonder if he was known for being a troubled child before this incident has happened. Shortly after the fire, police investigators said Malcolm had told them that he was angry at his grandmother because he did not want to live with her and that he wanted to return to his mother, who was living in Texas. Police never disclosed whether the boy had said he intended to kill his grandmother and pleading guilty to the equivalent of a second-degree manslaughter and second-degree arson, Malcolm admitting to having committed acts that caused Shabazz's death without having intended that outcome. In court yesterday, Malcolm looked dazed as he walked slowly to the witness stand. Once again, he's in a trans-like state. Wearing khaki pants with high-top black sneakers and a white skull cap, and emblematic of his Islamic faith, he said he understood that he was wavering his right to hearing and that he understood the consequences of accepting a plea. Uh, are you saying this child understood that at 12? There's a lot of things, and I just realized at 32 that happened at 12. Okay. When Barbara Kakowski, a deputy county attorney, asked him if he had intentionally set the intentionally started the fire, he in a calm voice said, Yes. She asked, Did you recklessly cause the death of another person when you knew she was in the apartment and said fire resulted in her death? Again, Malcolm, his hands clasped in front of him, answered, Yes. Hmm. And when Kakowski asked him to tell the court in his own words what he did, he tilted his head, looked in the eyes, and without emotion said, set a fire. Judge Spitz interrupted him, saying the court had heard enough. Kukowski then asked Quabilla Shabazz, the only member of the family present, if she understood that her, that her son was pleading guilty to an act that would have been crime if committed by an adult, and she agreed with her son's plea. Appearing frightened, Shabazz said, yes, I am. She looked at Malcolm. She did not return her gaze. Give my opinion on this, right? This is a history short, but I will have to give my opinion on this. Um, so this is to be continued. We'll be talking about Malcolm Shabazz next week. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed my history short on Betty Shabazz and her passing and the mysterious death of her passing. Um, I find it just crazy and ridiculous that um, this happened to her. This is crazy. This is crazy. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed my history short. This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is These Walls of Thin. What you do in the dark will come up, come to light. I will have part two next week on Malcolm Shabazz. Thank you guys for listening to my Black History short. I am so outie. <laughs>